0: Well, happy new year. Year. And also, can I say merry Christmas? Yes. Yes, yes, I can say merry Christmas because here's why. See, people think that Christmas is a day. We talk about Christmas day, but Christmas is not just one day. No, no, that's silly talk, guys. Come on. Christmas is a season. We have the 12 days of Christmas around here, and so if you're wondering why our tree is still up, our banner is still up, the poinsettias, the Advent wreath is still up, it's it's not just because we're lazy, all right. It's not just because we're too lazy to come in in the middle of the week and take this stuff down. It's because we're actually in the middle of the Christmas season. So, dare I say, Merry Christmas, all right? So now you, too, have an excuse to keep your Christmas lights and your decorations at your house until January 6th. That's what you can now explain to the neighbors. It's the 12 days of Christmas, all right? Christmas season. But uh, around here though, what we're going to do this morning is because it is New Year's Eve and we are uh, on a Sunday morning. It's a very special kind of unique thing that only happens every few years. And so because of that, we're going to focus on uh, the new year. Now, I don't know about you, but my Facebook and my Instagram feed and the radio has just been really bombarded this past week with A look back on 2017. I mean, really, if you think about it, uh, if you think about what's happened culturally or in America or in the world, there's been a lot of really significant events that have happened in 2017. I mean, for starters, that we swore in a new president this year. I mean, just to think that it wasn't even a year ago that we had a different president in the Oval Office. Isn't that crazy? Uh, But also to think about some tragedies. Think about hurricanes. Hurricanes that happened in both Texas and Florida and Puerto Rico. Uh, California experienced some of the biggest wildfires that they've ever, that they've ever seen uh, in their history. We have some kind of neat things like there was the solar eclipse being in full totality that uh, went over America, although in Arizona, um, we just got to experience a little bit of the totality. But in other places in the United States, it was in full totality. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, and there was also some other tragedies, like we have terrorist attacks, and we had the Las Vegas shooting being the largest mass shooting in history. So 2017 was kind of chock full of these these huge things that have happened, right? It's kind of a mixed bag. We look back and think, man, there were actually a pretty a few pretty difficult things there, a few pretty uh, tragic things that happened. But hey, 2017 wasn't all bad. I mean, there was also some good things that happened. I mean, for example, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez got back together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And don't act like you don't care. That's significant for 2017. All right. All right. Uh, Actually, side note, supposedly they're both uh, professing Christians and they go to church together. Mm, Isn't that cute? Okay. So... uh, (laughs) But in all reality, there's, there's other things that have happened too, right? Like the stock market right now is at an all-time high. Uh, you know, for me, it was a good year in sports because my home team, the Houston Astros, they won the World Series for the first time. Yeah, go Astros, go Astros. And even if you're not an Astros fan, we could all agree, hey, they beat the Dodgers, right? Isn't that exciting? Yeah, that's right, that's right. You know, it's funny, um, around our house, we just kept talking about how, oh yeah, it's against the Dodgers. No one likes the Dodgers. And my eight-year-old took that very literal. Like she honestly believed that no one liked the Dodgers. And so we were camping and there was uh, some people there and they were wearing a Dodgers hat and she was very confused. And we actually got to introduce her to a Dodgers fan to show her that no, some people actually do like the Dodgers. It's called like half the state of California, all right? And then some. But you know, uh, this, this week has been kind of an interesting week, hasn't it? Because the week between Christmas and New Year's is a time of reflection. Um, it's a time to look back at 2017 and, and to look forward to the new year in 2018. And actually, I gotta tell you, for a lot of people, uh, myself included, I fall in this category for sure, is that it's actually kind of a hard time of the year and that's actually okay because here's why because it's almost like it's it's almost like you experience the hangover of what happens in December all right so here here's what i mean um, think about all the calories that you consumed at your holiday parties. Well, what are you going to do in January? You're going to step on the scale, right? All right. It's a little bit of that hard reality there. Or or maybe even uh, for all the times that you swiped your credit card in December, what's going to happen this week? You're going to open up the mailbox and there's that lovely gift for you that shows how much you did spend and how much now you owe a bunch of people. All right. Um, and so really this, this, this week between Christmas and New Year's, as we kind of go into the new year uh, is actually kind of hard for a lot of people because we're kind of experiencing uh, the hangover from what was December. And actually that's okay because it's at that moment that, that we kind of pause and it's at that moment that we reflect and say, hey, you know what? I don't really wanna live like this anymore. You know, uh, I look back at 2017, I made some mistakes. I did some things that, that were just uh, wrong or awful, or, or maybe it was just apathetic and I didn't quite meet my goals, what I said I would do last year. And and so some of us really look back at our last year and say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's actually an okay place to be because it's only then that you can go forward and make changes. Does that make sense? You got to have that kind of uh, reality hit. See, uh, we're gonna this week we're gonna be bombarded with commercials for for all sorts of things that people want to make changes for New Year's, right? The New Year's resolution. So a lot of weight loss, a lot of debt consolidation, a lot of uh, things like that. But you know what? I'm gonna talk about a couple things this morning that that really matter. You know, like we saw in that video, make it count. You know, um, one of the cool things that I get to do here at St. Mark is, uh, and it sounds morbid, but it is cool, is that I get to visit people who are just sometimes days or even hours or even minutes from, from meeting Jesus in heaven. And, and sometimes I get to, uh, to, to, to be right there and, and talk with them just hours or minutes right before they're going to go to heaven. And, and, and do I ever hear, man, I wish I would have spent more time watching TV, (laughs) right? You never hear that. It's always the stuff that matters. And so I'm going to give you a couple of things that that matters, all right? Uh, If you want to make 2018 awesome, all right? It's not just going to be the latest fad. It's not going to get you into your, uh, you know, beach swimsuit or anything like that. But if you want to make 2018 awesome, Here's a few things. Here's a few opportunities that we can take. The first opportunity is a deeper walk with God. A deeper walk with God. So, if you really want to make this year count, focus on the things that matter. What matters? God. God matters. Colossians 2 says this Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. Just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So we're to walk in him. You know, it's, uh, it's great, you know, especially being here at this church. I get to meet people who just become Christians. And, and, and kind of for the first time in their life they've they've encountered Jesus in a real and meaningful way and and they're excited I mean they' they're, they're so glad for what Jesus has done for them and and so they're uh, in the Bible all the time and they're reading and they're asking questions and, and they're and they're coming to church all the time and and sometimes even multiple services a day right uh, they're in small groups we, we see them uh, just really growing in their faith and 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 they're just completely connected with God, and, and they're really, um, you know, deepening their, their spiritual walk with God, and it's just great to see that, but then also one of the things that we see from that sometimes is that we see how, well, maybe their life changes a little bit, or, or they get busier, or something happens at work, or their family, and then we, we notice that we don't see them as often, and, and then um, whenever I talk to them, they say things like, you know, I, I just kind of feel separated from God, you know. I don't feel that connection to God anymore, and and they wonder how in the world could I could apathy have come into their faith walk? How in the world could apathy uh, come into their life? Why do I struggle with it? And and really, what it is is you got to get back to the basics. See, it's it's easy to to get away from spending time in God's Word. It's easy to get away from going to church or being in a small group. Um, But really, those are the things that are going to fill you up. Those are the things that are going to connect you to God. Now, here's the thing. It takes time because with God, it's a relationship between us and Him, all right? And relationships... Take time. That's just the reality of all relationships. Uh, think of it like this. So imagine that my wife and I uh, imagine that we're going through a hard time. All right. So you just got to imagine that it's not real, okay? But imagine that. But let's say that we go to a counselor and we say, you know, counselor, I just don't feel that close to my spouse anymore. And and the counselor were to say, okay, well, when was the last time you guys spent time with each other? You know, actually sat down, you know, had a talk. Um, actually got to catch up and actually, you know, spent time with each other, you know, even going on a date or even just sitting out in the backyard talking. When was the last time you did that? And I would think to myself, oh, geez, you know, um, last Friday I had to cancel the date. So that makes it uh, nine months, nine months since we've actually had a real conversation. Imagine if I were to say that to a counselor, all right? Uh, The counselor would look at me like I was crazy, and and think to themselves, man, they just wasted, you know, all this money coming here, because isn't it so obvious that the issue is time? You have not spent any time with your spouse. And, And so that's why you don't feel connected to them anymore, because you haven't taken the time to actually connect with them. Duh, All right? Now, I know some of you guys are out there taking notes, like, oh, this is really good information. Okay, well, now you know. But it's like that with our relationship with God, too, Right? that we need to spend time with Him. I can tell you, uh, I talk to people, I just don't feel connected to God. Okay, when was the last time you had a devotion with God? You know, spent time reading the Bible. Oh, geez, I forgot to do my devotion this morning. That makes it uh, nine months, all right? I'm telling you, I talk to people like that all the time. Yeah, if, if you're not in God's Word, if you're not connecting to Him, then no wonder you don't feel connected to God. That makes a lot of sense. And see, here's the deal, that, you know, time in our culture especially is an idol. It's something that we put um, above uh, just about anything. I think you know, uh, money is definitely an idol in our culture. But I think time with the busyness and chaos and all the extracurricular activities that our families engage in today, I think that time's kind of becoming uh, more and more of an idol. But here's the deal. It's all a priority. And so uh, we all have the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours in a day. And by the way, even if God were to change that and make it 25 hours, okay, we would still be in the same situation. So we all have 24 hours to make the most of, and we got to prioritize, like a budget, hey, what am I going to do in this time? You know, whenever I was uh, in uh, middle school, I was in band. And uh, we were um, uh, we, we were in a, kind of like a group class, if you will, uh, a sectional kind of an ensemble class. And it was obvious that, like, nobody practiced, all right? You know, the director would start and... Okay, no one practiced, right? Uh, Except this one girl, she had practiced. And so, uh, you know, we all went around and said, oh, I don't have time. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. And this one girl, she said, well, it's not that I um, just found time, but rather I made time. And and we're all like, "Mm mm-hmm, thanks. Thanks. Because now she's taking away all of our excuses you know, just right there. But you know, that actually, believe it or not, has actually kind of stuck with me. And that's true that you're not just going to randomly find time. You actually have to make it. You got to prioritize it. So so I think that we all get it, right? Uh, being with God takes time. And and the time here is is in a uh, daily habit of a personal devotion. That's absolutely the best thing that you can do for your relationship with God be in his word. Uh, The Bible says that we're to meditate on his word day and night. So daily we're to be in his word. And and so really you want to do your devotion whenever you're at your personal best. So raise your hand if you're a morning person. All right. Good for you. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to put my hand down. I was just doing this as an illustration. Good for you. All right. So that means that you wake up uh, and you're at your best. All right that's when you do your devotion. Just get up a little earlier. Hey, it's okay. You're a morning person. You can handle it. All right. Um, The rest of us, however, may need a cup of coffee. need to wake up a couple hours. Then, you know, that's a good time to have your devotion. You know, maybe it's during your lunch break, or maybe it's late at night. You know, there's night owls out there that that, that can do that. Uh, So whenever you're at your best, that's when you do your devotion. All right. Uh, also, in that, you want to take notes in the Bible. Yes, you can write in your Bible. It's okay. Your grandma's not going to yell at you, all right? You can write in the Bible. You can take notes. You can, uh, you can pray. Um, and, and all of these are part of your daily devotion. Uh, On January 14th, come back here in a couple weeks, and we're actually going to pass out a bookmark that's going to encourage you and help you read through the Bible in a year. And yes, it is possible. So you want to come on uh, January 14th. So the first and most important thing to make 2018 awesome is connect with God and deepen your walk with God. The second opportunity that we have is for healing of relationships. You know, I think that we can all look back at relationships that were once beautiful and awesome, but have just simply fallen apart over the years. Uh, Things have come up and we no longer have that strong relationship with that person anymore. And, And so it's easy though, whenever I talk to people about healing of broken relationships, it's easy to say, yeah, but you don't understand what the other person did. You don't understand what the other person said. It's all their fault. Well, um, let's actually take a hard look, and I want you to hear this about what Scripture says. So in Matthew 5, Jesus says this, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. So that passage is about If you have sinned against someone else, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to first go and be reconciled to your brother. Another passage is from Matthew 18. It says this, if your brother sins against you, so now this is the opposite. They sin against us. Go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens, you have won your brother over. Um, So here's the deal. So in both cases of whether they sin against you or you sin against them, whenever it comes to broken relationships, it's always your turn to move, all right? Don't wait on the other person. It's always your turn. You're to take the first step. You're to take the initiative. And, and really what Scripture is saying here, it doesn't matter whose fault it is, whether it's your fault or their fault. We're still both called to take the initiative, And so what we're called to do for uh, whenever we mess up and we sin against someone, that we're to go and we're to apologize. And a true apology, by the way, does not have any of the words, but, or asterisks, or excuses, all right? They are just simply, hey, here's what I did, and I'm really sorry for it. And that right there, that's a true apology, not... But, you know, you were also really mean too, all right? It's just simply, here's what I did, and I'm really sorry for it. And that's a true apology. Uh, If they sin against you, then you are to forgive them. Uh, if, If it's not possible to have that conversation, either because you just have not you don't have any contact with that person anymore, you can still forgive them in your heart. Uh, and here's the deal. If we don't do this, if we don't forgive people, um, then ultimately we're hanging on to this bitterness. We're hanging on to this resentment. And it's just gonna eat, it's just gonna eat you alive. It really will. Uh, it has no personal gain for you. It'll, it'll just eat you up uh, from the inside out. You know, it's funny. I talk to people and, and they've been holding on to grudges for like, 30 years over something that they can't even remember. Why are you mad at that person? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> you know, but we just don't talk to that side of the family. It's amazing how, you know, even the phrase, time heals all wounds. Well, not necessarily. You have to work on it. You have to forgive. And so that's really, it's no way to live. And so in 2018, take the opportunity to heal broken relationships. And the third opportunity that we're going to look at for 2018 is service to the family of God. Service to the family of God. 1 John 3 says this, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with action and in truth. See, this verse actually hits on something that in our Christian subculture, we just don't talk about enough. And it's that words are simply not enough if you love the person and if you care for the person. See, two verses before this verse, it says this, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? See, This passage here is saying that love is actually action-oriented, all right? How do we know that that Jesus loves us? Well, it's not just because Jesus said he loves us, but he did something. He laid down his life for us on the cross. And so too, how are we to, to show that we love people? It's not just to say it, but rather it's to actually care for the person. It's to actually... Uh, go and talk with the person, to pray with them, to uh, cook them a meal. It's, it's to provide for them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people will, will, you know, come up to you and say, oh, you know, I'm going through this really hard time. And we just simply say, well, good luck with that. <laughs> All right. Um, but rather to actually, you know, go and to be with them and to help them. You know, each one of us as well is equipped with spiritual gifts. So believe it or not, God has equipped every single one of us in this room here with a gift or ability that can be used to serve God in his kingdom. All right? Uh, So, and everyone has different spiritual gifts, and you can have multiple spiritual gifts, but everyone here has at least one spiritual gift that God has given them to serve God in his kingdom. And, And what he does not give us this gift for is just to simply let it go unused, but rather he gives us this gift so that way it will be used. And so in 2018, um, you know, consider, consider this. Consider, hey, you know what? I have the gift of, of being really handy. And I'm really good at fixing things. And so, you know what? I'm gonna use my spiritual gift to, to help out with the facilities around here. And I can serve the church in that way. Or, or, or maybe you're thinking, you know what? Um, I sound really good whenever I sing in the shower, okay? And, and therefore, I want to use that gift of singing in the shower to uh, worship God on, on Sunday mornings in the praise team, right? Or, or, or maybe you think to yourself, you know, I'm really good at hospitality. I really like, I really like serving people. And, and so maybe you consider our meal ministry. And so in 2018, consider not just burying your spiritual gift, and, and not just hiding it anymore, but, but rather actually using it and, and, and serving God and His kingdom in that way. You see, we can all look back at 2017 and we can say, you know what? This year was not perfect <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. It was, it was not perfect, both in the world, but also in our own lives. And, and we can look back and say, you know what? I made mistakes and there were promises that I made that I didn't fulfill. There were goals I made that I didn't fulfill. Um, but, but here's the amazing thing uh, about the cross. And, and so we have the cross here to remind us this of what Jesus did for us on the cross, is that that He suffered and He bled and He died, and then He rose again. And and because of that, our past mistakes, our our things that we've done that were wrong, or the things that we neglected to do over this past year, uh, they're washed away. And especially because of the resurrection, that now we have this new hope, that we have this fresh start, that we have this new beginning. You see, so not only do we have forgiveness, but we also have new beginnings. And isn't that what a new year is all about anyways? Is that as we look forward to 2018, that we have these new opportunities, we have this new year. And all God's people said, amen. And let us pray. Indeed, God, we do uh, confess to you that 2017 was hard for many of us. And so, Lord, as we look back, we realize that there were things that we should have done that we didn't do. And there were things that we just did that were flat out wrong. But Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. And we thank you for the cross and for forgiveness and for new beginnings, Lord, that we have this fresh start and this new ability to start over. And Lord, too, we pray that as we go into the new year, that we can take advantage of these uh, new opportunities. And all this we pray, amen.